Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I am Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And we're going to be talking about the 1991 motion picture, Children Children of the Night. Night. Yes, very cool. I love Uh, this movie. uh, Fangoria production. Yep. Very cool. Um, Yeah, this is one that I had not seen since 1991. I thought I hadn't seen it at all, and then I (laughs) rewatched it, and I was really stoked. I had uh, never even heard of this movie and just found it at a thrift one day and it kicked around my house for probably a year or so or more before I was just like, oh, I should I should watch this movie, see if it Absolutely. is any good. I doubt it. I bet this sucks. I'll just put this up for trade. And once I finished it, I was like, whoop, this is going back on the shelf. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I've loved this movie ever since, but I came to it way late. Um, I mean, I probably saw it for the first time maybe four years ago, five years ago. I somehow missed this one in all my years of watching horror movies oh, growing up. man. Yeah, no, this, I, I think I rented this at Videoport while I was working there, yep. but either way, awesome movie, um, one of a few, very few vampire movies that I like. I'm yeah, not, I'm not a huge vamp fan. Yeah, I mean, it's obvi- if they're, obviously if the big ones. If they're silly, I like them a lot, because they're silly. Lost Boys. Yeah, the, I love Lost the, Boys. Those kinds of movies. Yeah. yeah, but especially when they start getting mopey and they start getting serious. Yeah, and I'm not start, a big gothic vampire uh, fan at Especially all. when they're like allegories for like drug abuse and things like that. Oh, I'm just now like, we're getting into like the, the nausea <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. That stuff <laughs> just just bums me out, yeah. unfortunately. Um, anyway, yeah, let's just talk about this thing. Um, so we open up in beautiful, picturesque Alberg. <laughs> Alberg. <laughs> Uh, that means it could be anywhere. It does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's called a placeholder when you're writing a script. Yeah. And you change it later because it's too on the nose. Oh, uh, the title guy's already made up the placeholder. Oh, fuck. <sighs> fuck. Run it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Next, it's going to be unobtainium. You're going to take that out of the script, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so a peaceful and unassuming township nestled in the quiet woods. Hmm. Uh, we get... We get interrupted by the crossmobile, the big Jesus bus. Yes, there is apparently a van with a giant cross and two loudspeakers that kind of almost looks like a cock and balls. If you're looking for <laughs> cock and balls. You know I am. Don't judge me. Um, and this van's just always driving around and blasting religious servants. And a weird thing about this movie is you never see the driver of that van. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Super weird. He, this movie's got a lot of weird little things like he that. He basically disappears, and we never know why. But like, you never see, like, a cult-looking dude or anything hanging nope, out with nope. all the, the bingo vamps later on? Nope, or? nothing. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. Um, so it's like it's got, like, the Blues Brothers speakers, and he's, like, blaring through a CB. <laughs> uh, and while this is going on, we're introduced to our pervy little kid that's the, the neighborhood pervert. Who's reading a copy of Tata. <laughs> he's, he passes <laughs> over all of them and he finally settles. He's a, he we has, learn he's a boob man. He's a boob man. He's a boob boy. <laughs> um, and so he's flipping through his copy of Tata's when Garrett Morris stumbles out of an alleyway drunk. Garrett Morris is great. <clears throat> yes. Love the Morris. He is great. Um, this, this opening scene sets the tone for the rest of the movie as far as crosstalk goes. Like, y- you start at this point, and it's like, there's a blaring speaker, there's somebody having a conversation, there's, like, noise on the street, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be listening to. The cameras are mostly um, handheld in this yeah. a lot, too, so yeah. the, the pictures waver left and right, but it also sets a very bizarre tone for the movie, too, because... As you see Garrett Morris stumbling out with his wine and drinking it, you see a cop look at look it out, and the cop's like, 
I don't care. And then yeah. you then you see the pervy kid look at look at him. He's about to get hit by this cross van. The kid just starts smiling. The cops just like what? <laughs> the van hits Garrett Morris, uh, Maddie. He falls and spills my wine. Uh, yep. <laughs> and the van just doesn't even stop. The, the cross van just keeps on driving. Yep. The cop just walks over and be like, ah, oh, Matt, are you okay? Helps him up. Doesn't care that he's drinking Does in the streets. Doesn't care about shit. the hit and run. Pervy kid just goes back to his boob book. Yeah, um, it's insanity. Insanity. But, you know, that is definitely also setting up this this world of nutso everything. Yes. Um, and also, we're, we're set up with the, the other, the bookend for the movie, which is... Holberg used to be a quiet town. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so a car pulls into into our our next main character's driveway. She lives with her grandmother. Her name is Lucy. Played by Amy Dolan's Swoon. <laughs> uh, Karen Black is dropping off her daughter Cindy mm-hmm. at Lucy's house. Uh, so Lucy's grandmother answers the door. And she's got a fucking fright wig on that is <laughs> kind of upsetting. But, you know, whatever. She go, They go inside. The house is covered in crosses and religious artifacts. And, and a seven-headed dragon with tentacles. I mean, I assume that's... Uh, I, I, is that my, in the Bible? Yeah, probably the, the, the uh, Judgment Day. All that shit. The lion heads and the things in the boiling seas and all that shit i gotta read that yeah uh <laughs> apparently he had eaten some bread that had a specific kind of fungus in it and went on a weird trip and that was uh he wrote a bunch huh. of crazy stuff i was gonna bring this up like why <laughs> so they're all having dinner together uh cindy and her friend lucy who lives with her grandma cindy breaches the topic of the dragon. so <laughs> hey what's up with the seven-headed dragon with the tentacles <clears throat> and grandma starts talking but lucy cuts her off she's like i don't want to hear the story about the damn tentacled monster again <laughs> i hate tentacle dragons fuck that thing so they're like let's go swim the crypt <laughs> yes so they go outside and they pack their liquor and cindy has herself a smoke and they get on their bikes and they go to carefree frolic in the church yeah so because <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, I wrote this down. If you if you don't know the the line, oh, I do. Okay, you got it. All right. Every kid who leaves Allsburg must swim the crypt. Otherwise, you'll never wash the dirt of this town off you, and you'll come back. Yep, that's it. So they're about to go to college, but first they need to swim the crypt to clean themselves of the dirt of the town. <laughs> now this movie's um, this is like a main plot point in this movie, and I love it. Uh, it's swimming the crypt. This church has a completely flooded basement. And their goal is, I guess, to swim from one end to the other to yes. cleanse themselves, which does not sound like it would cleanse you at all. <laughs> it being the like fact that there are corpse water. <laughs> it's corpse water. It's there is tons water. of dead bodies under this water, and you're going to swim across it and back. You're you know, getting something wrong with you after that. You know the reason that you never come back to the town after you swim that? You, you, you die, die of the plague. Yeah. You have the fucking black plague because you have corpses from the 1800s that have been stored in liquid for hundreds of years. <laughs> just, just leaking goo into your mouth as you swim. And she's like spitting it out of her mouth. Oh, yeah. She's like, it's nice. It's warm. It's, it's warm. That's I love the bacterial growth, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they also don't um, put swimsuits on or anything. Nope. They just like, and they don't seem like they have a spare pair of clothes or anything. She yeah. didn't mention that when they left. They're like, I've got towels, liquor, c- uh, cigarettes, 
candles, and she puts breath out, mints. And, yeah, I don't want to come home smelling like liquor. I want to come home smelling smell like, like corpse water. water. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got candles lined up all over this crypt, which is also kind of insane. Um, and unlike any other dare that you'll ever see in any movie where what you do in a dare is you're like, okay, fuck it. We go here. We do this thing. We come back. Yeah. They're like, all right, here we are for the dare. Let's hang out. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And she just starts reading the, like, she's like reading the different They're just crypts, treading water, reading crypts in the water. Hanging out, having conversations about their love life. It's like, this is not. Like, that <laughs> shit is scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> I would be spooked swimming I mean, in corpse water underneath the church. The number of rats that would be in there and just like, you, who knows? Oh, yeah. And they um, comment on that in the beginning, too. She's like, what about the dead bodies? They're like, of course there's dead bodies. What were you expecting? Dead squirrels? Well, also, there well, would be dead, dead squirrels, squirrels down too. there, too. <laughs> sure there's a dead lot of things. Probably the water moccasins got all the squirrels. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Live leeches. <laughs> and also, where does that guy get his leeches? From the crypt. Probably from the crypt. Okay. (laughs) So, anyway. uh, They're they're talking a lot. They talk about about her relationship, about her... They drop the point that Lucy is a virgin. Yep. And and in between, in these interstitial... I've never seen a vampire movie or anything where being a virgin, like, factors into anything. It's weird. It's weird. I gotta give it props (laughs) for originality on this one. (laughs) You'd just like to think that nobody fucked it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to eat a sandwich, you'd like to think that nobody <laughs> fucked it. Um, so anything else on your sandwich here at Subway? <laughs> it hasn't been fucked yet, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we're in, we're intercut between these images of a set of lungs in the water, just inflating and deflating, which is this is one of those <laughs> weird things that this movie does that is cool, but the more you think about it, you're like. Why? 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 And when I first watched this movie, I, I, I remembered it as their lungs float to the top of the water so they can breathe. But they don't. The lungs are still just underwater here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started thinking more about it. Even if the lungs did float to the top of the water, they still wouldn't breathe. Like, there's no openings in the lungs sucking air in. Uh, I, I, <sighs> they're inflating and deflating, so they're filling with water over and over again is what's happening. So if they're doing that, it's not like they're breathing. They're just, they're expanding and contracting. Why did this happen? Uh, okay. In my opinion, yep. Uh, every time you see a modern horror movie that uses a classic monster trope, anytime somebody's like, we've got a werewolf here, but our werewolf, you have to cut its feet off and you have to bury it up to its neck in pudding or else <laughs> it'll come back and kill you. And it's like everybody, they're always like throwing some dumb shit on top of it. That's like, this is my version of a vampire. He doesn't suck blood. He sucks bone marrow. Ooh, it's so different. It's like, and you have to shoot him with a titanium bullet and you have to shoot him with a, you know, or whatever. You name it. But these lungs factor here doesn't really play any part into this lore. It's not like you need to cut off their lungs or stab them in the lungs (laughs) or anything. The lungs just come out. However... They are so vulnerable. They're so hilariously vulnerable that if you were just in the mood to fuck with them, you could grab them right by the stock of those lungs and just haul them around. But later on, too, like uh, Cindy says she tried to smoke a cigarette and her lungs wouldn't even inhale. Right. She's talking about being a vampire drink. So if you were even cut those lungs What's off. What's the point? Would they still be fine? Doesn't matter. <laughs> they would be fine. And also, it's not even necessarily that that's the only... like. 
I mean, they do stab every vampire in the heart, but when Karen Cindy, Karen Black has a fucking cocoon for no reason. Yeah, and when Cindy dies, um, it's just from a neck breakage, not a yeah, uh, exactly. not a cross of the heart or anything. Even though crosses still work. Um, and oh. when that other vampire is killed with the pudding, yeah, oh, absolutely. That was. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. He choked on it. Yeah. It was, so <laughs> it was so very we esta- rich and delicious. <laughs> so we established that Lucy is a virgin. Yep. She has a crucifix around her neck, which she drops while swimming in the crypt, and it floats down and ever so conveniently lands on our <laughs> directly s- our on sleeping um, vampire lung guy's forehead. Okay, so just, is this the first time he wakes up? Also wondering this. Like, is that literally like just if she had just not been around, no vampire shit would have no happened. vampire shit would have gone down. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> because he is very vulnerable to crosses, which is why he's sleeping in, in a, a church. church. <laughs> <sighs> so he, we learn later that he has all of these children around him that he's using for nourishment and that so he's, he's feeding off them while living in the crypt water. Right. But apparently never going out for a walk or anything. He's just chilling uh, down I there guess. forever. Um. Until somebody drops a crucifix on his head and he's like, all right, that's the last straw. I'm coming out to make everybody vampires and shit. You fucking kids. Follow me because I'm so charismatic. I I give great speeches. Yes. He doesn't say a word. Yeah, he does not. He does lick his teeth, though. (laughs) He's a haunt creature. He is. He's he's a vampire you'd see at a haunted house. Yep, absolutely. Straight up. Makeup, looks, uh, expressions, uh, actions. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Karen he's a, Black. He's a subtle spook. He just walks by the hallway and goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's, he's not a jump out. No. Uh, so now we go to to our classroom where oh, I was. Oh, Cindy dies. Oh, oh, sorry, Cindy dies. So yeah. Cindy tries to find yes, Lucy's right. crucifix, and when she dives under, she sees. Forget his name. Constantly. <laughs> Zach I wrote it. Zakir. 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 She meets Zakir face to face. And then we get this really cool shot where Zakir rises holding Cindy out of the oh, water. that was a good shot. As if he's standing on top of like an elevator coming up yes. from the bottom. Uh, it makes no sense, but it looks cool. He can fly. He's a vampire. Whatever. He starts biting Cindy. Blood flies down. Cut scene. Yeah. It's the, the scene ends super, super quick. And so we don't know what happens. Our main character does get away. Oh, yeah. She runs. But we don't know that. We don't know how the hell she got away from the vampire. She swam the crib backwards. <laughs> very, very fast. Out the, out the indoor. Yeah. Okay. So now we're we're in this classroom with Peter DeLuise reading Paradise Lost to a little girl while her mother is sitting behind her. While the cameraman's like, what if I laid on my back and got a Dutch <laughs> angle? <laughs> Uh, this what if I hung from a ceiling fan and spun around and shot this? I and then when the mother comes to talk, I'm going to get... It's I'm just going to fill the whole frame with a mouth with a scar. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I And that's something about this. Like, this guy, uh, the whole time, all I could think was that he was just a direct-to-video to Sam Raimi. And yeah. he is. But in a good way. Like, he sees what the limitations of the technology that he's working with mm-hmm. is... And all this shit spices it up. It's and it definitely keep, a low-budget movie. It keeps you from looking at all of the problems. Like, the lighting was really good for, like, keeping you from seeing how bad the makeup was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could still kind of see how bad the makeup was. But, you know, again, they had these huge fucking limitations. And yep. so it was pretty cool. I, ju- I just love the... <laughs> but he the, did... It's overkill on, like... Oh, dude. It, 90s... 
90s filmmakers. It's not even came. 90s. This is still overkill for the 90s. It's just like the weirdest <laughs> shots ever. It reminded me of Cool as Ice. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I could think of when I was watching this. Like the way that all those like really fast shots like shot like a like a fucking commercial in the early 90s. Yep. Like it's supposed to be a Capri Sun ad or something. But yeah, so so this is an interesting scene. We meet our teacher Mark, uh, who's our main character here. One of them. And he's, like you said, teaching a young girl to read, and she's reading very well, and she's doing good. Her mother does not approve of the reading material. And as I was saying earlier, we see her mother at first just extreme close-up. All we see is her mouth, and she has this gnarly half-joker scar yeah. going right up her. But it doesn't factor into anything. We don't know we why she has the scar. We, there's no importance to it at all. She's angry that her daughter's reading um, dirty stuff. Or, or devil stuff. Okay. And I love Mark's read here. Like, it doesn't matter if it's about the devil. She's reading! <laughs> like, it's just dramatic. Yeah. Okay. But also, it's like that's like saying she's reading the Bible. It's got the devil in it. It's the fucking paradise lost. Yeah. It's like, this is... But this, this is kind of like... I think this is this one is of those... pro-Christian stuff. I think this is supposed to be one of those banned book Oh, parents. okay. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, it's important literature, but up to back to bad things. Ban okay, it, yeah. burn it. <laughs> yeah, what? A, yeah, I get, I get it. So, she she is like she's in the process of leaving and storming out when a priest shows up directly behind her <laughs> and lights a smoke and lights a smoke, and he's like all twitchy and like looks all fucking methed out. <laughs> he's really, really, he's really tweaky. And he's like, I gotta talk to you, man. Uh, something important's going on. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, I've fallen in love with a woman, and uh, something terrible has happened. <laughs> so we go back to the priest's house, and we find out that the woman, uh, he's developed a drinking problem in the last week. <laughs> the, yeah. woman that he's in one week. the woman that he's fallen in love with is his dead brother's widowed <laughs> wife, yes. who happens to be... Cindy's mother, the only the, other character, the we've only seen. other character we've seen, who swam the crypt and got attacked by uh, Zakir. Yes, I got a big question regarding this. And oh, the movie God. does not answer it. Um, yeah. But so we find out that I'll get to it in one sec. There's a build up here. Okay. So we find out that the priest is at his house, her house, whose house? Okay, Cindy's uh, mom's house. Or yes. He's, there? Okay, so he's saying that he was like, "No, uh, after my after my brother died, I would go to help her out, and yep. it wasn't just I didn't want to just be there to help her. So it is that wasn't the reason I was there. It is Karen Black's house. Yeah, he was going over to offer comfort in in big sarcastic air quotes. But we find out through <laughs> this convoluted thing that that he's got Karen Black and Cindy upstairs. Yes, locked in a room. Because now they are vampires. Yes. That he went and picked them up, right? He said he picked them up from Cindy's house, from Lucy's house. But it was a good thing he went in the morning because they were vampires and couldn't attack him. But we never see this scene or find out like how, like... How so did now, you transport these two yes, vampires? Because these aren't just vampires that sleep in a bed. <laughs> When Karen Black goes to sleep, she barfs out a cocoon that covers her whole body. It's enormous. And, and her lungs pop out, too, yes. and, and live under the cocoon. <laughs> and and Cindy sleeps in a bathtub full of water, 
and also barfs her lungs out, and they float on top <laughs> of the water in the bathtub. <laughs> Somehow he went there and got that vampire away from the grandma vampire? Yep. Was she a vampire yet? Oh, Jesus Christ. Did, none of this scene makes sense. So the movie's going to ask you to just... Accept it. Accept this. It's fine. That the priest is gone, and yep. he's got the vampire, and he's got... Yep, we're fine. Karen Black and, and Lucy upstairs. Yep, it's fine. <laughs> Karen Black, for some reason, has mutated into a, a big lumpy face vampire with full prosthetics and all, while Cindy... The one that actually got bit by the lead head vampire yeah. just looks like a pale zombie. There's definitely a reason for that. I I mean, I know that they had a reason for it because they did that weird thing where the priest is feeding her leeches. Yeah. So but not but so and also Karen Black is chained to the bed, and Lucy is not chained. I mean, Cindy is not chained at all. Right. But Karen is more monster yes. than Cindy. Yeah. So <laughs> So the priest takes Paul up to the room. I have I have a sub question in a minute as well. Yep. But and, keep and, going. And, and and to prove cuz cuz all this sounds crazy when he's telling it to Paul, but to prove it, he pulls out his Did you write the exact quote down about his watch? <laughs> I did not. His digital Casio where he's like check this out. Swiss precision chalk to the lasers at the naval base in Geneva. Yes. And it is just like a, a Rite Aid watch. It's a fucking Casio. It, it, it's a, a 4.99 drugstore yeah. watch you buy when you forgot your watch at home and yeah. you really need to know the time. And either way, the fucking daylight ends. And, and daylight ends at since he's got a laser precise digital watch. <laughs> I love this. He's like, and the daytime ends now. And the windows just go for bright. Yep. (laughs) It's dark time. Time for the vamps to wake up. And they do. And so once they wake up, the priest opens a flap on the bottom of the door and chucks in a bucket of live leeches. Yep. Which uh, Lucy just, uh, Cindy just starts eating, munching them up. And then once she's munched up some leeches, the Karen Black monster vampire comes and bites her neck and feeds (laughs) off of her and that's apparently their entire existence now is yes. living in this room she eats leeches karen drinks her and that's it that's it yep um yeah that is that is it i don't understand how it works at all no um, why isn't cindy okay the, the lead monster vampire she's the one that got bit by zakir yeah i that's a good question and also why does the priest have shackles in his house <laughs> like legitimate medieval shackles because he's a priest because he's a fucking weirdo <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the only really important thing to take away from this this fucking weirdo had shackles in his house so we also know that this priest had to drive into town and go uh yeah i need some shackles and you some any, oh, steaks <laughs> do you have any wrought iron shackles yeah uh yeah, so he does get that. <laughs> um yeah, he's got a pile of steaks in the middle of his in the middle yeah, of yeah, his yeah, living yeah. room. So he he tells he tell Paul's like you need to go bring them to the hospital. And <laughs> yes. I love this line too where he's like, Paul, your brain isn't letting you accept this fact. Like <laughs> Yeah. They are vampires. They're just gonna kill them. They wouldn't understand. Yep. Here's another weird ass part. He gives Paul a telephone and he dials uh Lucy's house. Explain this shit. I can't. So so Paul holds the phone and listens to it, and all he hears is, <laughs> and then he hangs up, and he goes, that was, that's Lucy's house. 
That's what we get every time we call. So, so is the vampire grandma just hanging out by the phone? She picks up and goes. <laughs> but we find out later, vamp gramp, vamp grandma talks just she fine. She can speak fine. And also, they they make it sound like a telephone call is something where like you're just like picking up something like it's a microphone. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like that's what it sounds like in the house. Yeah. It's like no, but they have to pick up the fucking phone and talk into the receiver. You know, it's not. It's different. That's not just the the ambient tone of, of, of the house. And as much as I question it, I also love it because oh, yeah, whatever. Because man. I, because I feel this movie is just one of those fucking surreal gut punches. Where oh, it's yeah. just like oh, something doesn't make sense. Too bad. Move Too on. Too bad. It's move fun. on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I and I respect that. <laughs> I love that about yeah. I I love it when that's I love movies that don't take themselves too seriously. Like yep. this isn't Naked Gun. It's not like a spoof. Nope. But at the same time there's just But it's weird crazy shit. as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Paul goes to investigate because the priest tells him that the story about how he picked them up mm-hmm. and that Lucy is still yep. there. So yes. Yeah. He, <laughs> so where are we? Are we still having him looking through the the little window, or is this later? Yeah, let's go to their house. Okay, because because <laughs> we do see. Uh, the other thing is that uh, we watch Cindy eat her own lungs when she comes back. Oh so yeah, I like, forgot that part. Yeah. <laughs> then she eats the leeches. She sucks the lungs back in, and Karen Black eats all the pudding in her cocoon or whatever it is—the <laughs> fucking tapioca. Um, the Funbox Monster Podcast, sponsored by Jello Pudding. <laughs> yeah, mm, that's good vampire pudding. Vampire pudding. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Peter DeLuise looks to me like a beefy David Boreanaz, and it's I killing me. Angel know. from Buffy, or a Still less. Know. How about a less beefy Robert Zadar? Okay, <laughs> it's either of he's those. He's got two. a big square head. He's got a big square head. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so he goes off to Alberg. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that this isn't a separate town. The priest, yes. they, it's fifty miles south. So Mark takes a light, late night drive to Alberg to go check on uh, Lucy. Yes, at her grandma's house. Oh my God! Yeah, so he drives off in the middle of the night. He's like, oh well, you know, vampires. I probably should go in the middle of the night. <laughs> but he, at this point, he kind of still doesn't really believe that they're vampires. I don't know how he can't not. Uh, Did you it. see Karen Black's face? <laughs> Did you see her eating the leeches? And then sucking her daughter's neck. <laughs> yeah. So he believes it and still goes out in the middle After of the night. After coming out of a pudding cocoon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Grandma answers the door at Lucy's house. <laughs> Grandma talks about food constantly. <laughs> Whenever I'm, whenever I'm worried about anything, I just make myself a big juicy hamburger with all, with the, all the fixings. <laughs> so she's got, she's got some some food issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also notice that all of the crucifixes are left, are, yes. are taken We're out, gone. and none there of were the, so many religious things in that and house. And now there's the first now, scene, there's, now none. there's none. And and he looks up on the wall and he sees the dust around where like a that. crucifix is, except that that has left a crucifix in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Dust crucifixes don't count. <laughs> That's not it's true. Pos- it's, <laughs> it's still a fucking crucifix. Oh, my God. I was about to divert, and I'm not going to. All okay. right. <laughs> so uh, we get a POV uh, from Lucy, who's locked in a closet while they're talking, blah, blah, blah. He looks down. He's, like, looking around. He notices the door, and he notices that there are nails going through the door. It's like someone has nailed themselves into a room. That's what happened. Okay. Yes. 
And so he's looking at these and he crouches down to look at the nails when he sees a set of dentures hit the floor. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and kind of slide alongside him like novelty wind up teeth. And he's like, huh? And then looks back and sees grandma all vamped out. <laughs> and, and he, she gets into a fight with him, throws him into a, into a wall, like smashes a wall with him. And then he does something and she flies, she flies through the, the basement st- door and falls and flies down the stairs. He runs to the door. Lucy tells her like, she's a vampire. And then we get one of my favorite gags in this movie. Because the grandma is falling down the stairs. Yeah. So all of a sudden we get this cartoon fast. <laughs> She's back at the top of the stairs again. All right, you young whippersnapper, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> You want to try two out of three? <laughs> Something, Something like that. that. Well, I just love that staircase gag. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. And so uh, Lucy's sitting in her room after he kicks the door down with a golf, a golf, club. golf club cocked over her, sh- over her shoulder waiting for grandma. Uh, he gets out of the way and she, okay. And also this is another disappointing part for me. I know that, I know that what I'm hoping for here yep. is impossible, but you can't just keep cutting to that fucking ceiling fan over and over again. Yeah, you can. Apparently you can, <laughs> but not without leaving me as the audience member, incredibly disappointed that grandma's head didn't come off. Yes. Um, they literally, they're like, Oh, life or death fight scene cut to the fan life and death fight scene cut to the fan and it's like all right she's gonna oh. swing that club that head's gonna fly it's gonna get hit by the fan uh, it's oh no she's just gonna clock her in the head yep clocks her in the head and, and apparently her the golf club sticks in her head yes but i couldn't tell that from this scene i just kind of put it together afterwards i mean yeah, i guess you could you see, see it you yeah. could you could see it oh yeah i couldn't see it yeah it's it's I definitely really in tell. there it's in there uh so she embeds a like golf ragu. club in in grandma's head Yes. <laughs> and uh, and they run away. Instead of staking her like they should have. So Yeah, he's like the stake champion later on. Yeah, um, maybe he learns from his, his terrible yeah. mistakes. Uh, so He was like, I, but, I, but I thought puddings, golf clubs, <laughs> and, and, and stakes killed vampires. And ceiling fans. <laughs> yeah. So Lucy and Mark speed off in his car for what is going to be the, f- the first of 400 times when this happens. And uh, here's a really weird part, too. I don't even remember this, but before, when the priest tells him about Lucy out here, he goes, oh, I know her. I tutored her back in the day. Yes. So when they're in the car, though, getting away, the first thing he says is, I'm a teacher. I can show you my degree. I've got it on the wall. Uh, what? You apparently <laughs> know each other already, or so we thought. But we'll never touch on that again. Yeah, we'll never touch on this again. It doesn't matter. It wasn't even like she was like questioning him. Nope. He was just yelling things at her for no reason. <laughs> Every now and then he's just like, I'm a teacher. I've got a degree. You know, nothing makes me more suspicious than someone saying something like that <laughs> apropos of nothing. Yeah. I'm really now starting to think that you're not a teacher. Um, <laughs> so he's he's literally driving 30 miles an hour over the speed limit at this point. Gets pulled over by a cop with an underage runaway girl in his passenger seat. So he's going to prison for, I mean, at least 10 years. And uh, no, no, they, they let him off with a warning and take her back to her grandmother's. And we, yeah, the, well, I'm not surprised. 
he just got a warning. This is the same cop that watched oh Maddie get hit God. in the beginning <laughs> and was just like, here, help you up. Here's your wine. Be on your way. I'm not going to pursue this hit and run. I forgot about that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, so good point. Um, she is hilarious. I fucking love her. Yeah. Her speeches are kick ass. Yep. So <laughs> she she tells, um, she takes Lucy back Yep. because she got a runaway call from Grandma. And she doesn't know she's vampy. Nope. She, she just knows not. a 17 year old ran away from grandma's and she's bringing her back home. Correct. Uh, 30 year old traveling with the minor. I mean, uh, Jesus 30 miles Christ. Of, you, you, you just get out of here. You just, you skedaddle, you scamp. Or I'm going to put your butt in jail. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sexual offender, you. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> what were you, sex trafficking? Oh, my goodness. I just, <laughs> I can't and even. There's a with school you today. up there on the right. Stay away from that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking irresponsible police department <laughs> but yeah she rants and raves about how much she hates it in this podunk town <laughs> because we find out she used to be from new york but she fell in love with this country bumpkin who just swizzles beer and shoots at anything that moves you bastard i fell in love with one of these cow tipping gotta- <laughs> dimwits <laughs> she has so many good lines i should have written them all down they're they're fucking genius but uh but the thing is that while she's having her meltdown I assume this was a comedy thing because on the radio you hear there's been another massacre down at the and she's like, ah, my husband is such a dink. And, and I, I also love a scene too, or right after she does the thing and bitches about her husband and yells bastard. And we see the cut of the, the mountain, you know what I mean? Echoing across <laughs> yeah. the caverns. Uh, Amy Dolan looks like she's literally about to crack up. Yes. And then they both seem to crack up. And I really don't think that was meant to no, happen. I don't think so. Like I think they both just kept laughing, but they acted it out, and it seemed natural enough, and just got kept in the movie. But it's a really cool moment. <laughs> it is the the two of them are both great. Yep. So she finally is like, she sees an opening here to be like, um, Grandma's senile, and she thinks I'm trying to hurt her, and so she gets violent. Mm-hmm. So she's she's constantly attacking me and things, and blah blah, blah and trying to convince her to not let her up. Again, something that a cop that was even halfway good at their job would be like, okay, you're, re- you're reporting abuse. I'm going to move forward with this and we'll mm-hmm. take you to the station. We'll get you away from a dangerous situation. Yeah. Uh, instead, just brings her there. She's like, ah, the abuse can't be that bad. She's pretty old. Anyway, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. she answers the door in a fucking fruit hat <laughs> to cover up her gigantic head wound. <laughs> And uh, and the cops like eh, everything seems normal here. And as Amy Dolenz is getting kicking, screaming by her grandma <laughs> under the house, we get one of my favorite lines of the movie: "Look under her hat, she's got a golf club stuck in her head." <laughs> it's a pretty good and line. The fruit hat's hilarious. The fruit hat is amazing. It's a giant cornucopia of fruit <laughs> on her head. And uh, yeah, and the cop walks away, and then the only. Like, she's literally saying, she's going to kill me. Help me. She's going to kill me. And she's like, oh, whatever. And then she kind of, like, has a moment. She's like, she looks back for a second. And as she looks back, she's like, hey, what are you two doing? And then gets whacked whacked in the face with a board. End scene. Yep. So Mark now stops at a payphone to call Frank. Mm -hmm. And Frank opts to go insane Instead of answering the phone. Yes. At this point, he had he had a decision to make. He hears the phone ringing and he's like, I could either engage these vampires 
and go upstairs <laughs> or I could talk to my calm, reasonable friend and we could talk through this. And he's like, I think I'm going to go talk to the vampires. I think I'm just going to drink. I'm going to yell at the vampires. I'm going to watch TV at the same time while ignoring the phone uh, and uh, maybe turn on my ham radio just for good measure, yeah. too. <laughs> it's, it's shocking that he's going insane. Yeah. <laughs> he should have had a scratchy record in the background playing something. Yeah, alarm <laughs> clock just going off. Maybe three. <laughs> yeah, just just anything. <laughs> Uh, just playing Frank Zappa's Lumpy Gravy on 45. <laughs> Ooh, I like that out. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, crap, yeah. it's great. Cause, so yeah, while the priest is hanging out at his house, the vampires are just banging shit. Like the Karen Black Karen, screaming. <laughs> Karen Black is jumping on the bed like a six-year-old. He's just downstairs going, what the fuck is going on up there? <laughs> He's behaving and like And Karen Black's his mocking children. him. What's going on up there? Are we having too much fun for you? Yeah. You know what? You know what Karen Black is? She is a uh, a drunk lady in this. Yes. Where it's just like you're, you 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 get home from work and your friends just drink way too much and you're just coming stone sober and you're like, oh, crap. Oh, it's like, oh, God. what am I bothering you? <laughs> she plays that so well. She does. It's great. Uh, when she doesn't have to act with ridiculous fangs in, she does a great job. <laughs> Otherwise, it's very difficult to understand what she's saying. Disagree. <laughs> really? She's I, great. Oh, I think she was great. I, I just think that I the, can fang, understand every the fangs were the too goddamn long. I thought they might have just ADR'd it afterwards because I could understand everything. And I, really? I wondered how you could talk with those things. Maybe the problem was that I had a bad transfer on YouTube mm -hmm. because all of the audio was fucking crazy. Really? I had no problem with that. Nice. Yeah. It was like, it just felt like there were, there was like crosstalk. Like there was just yep. stuff going huh. on from every, no, no complaints every here. angle. So maybe that was just the copy I was watching. Um, either way. Okay. So direct to video, Sam Raimi goes nuts again here and there's just flashing lights and like Dutch <laughs> angle, side angle. What's happening? Oh, and like stutters. <laughs> Where he's like little little edits, little stutter edits, so it's getting closer to you. Holy shit, this guy is like throwing everything but the kitchen sink into his like filmmaking process. Again, because he had nothing to work with. The portable kitchen sink at grandma's house even comes alive <laughs> later on. <laughs> he literally <laughs> he even threw uses in the, the kitchen sink. Um, so, I mean, he's literally making a light bulb into a special effect. Yeah. And it works. It does. Like, it doesn't bother me that much. It doesn't make it's, any goddamn sense. <laughs> but again, you, in these cases, man, you're just like, you're just trying your damnedest. You've got no it's fucking It's like, oh, there's money. a vampire upstairs. The house electrical system's going haywire. <laughs> it's just a thing that happens. Um, the tube of the uh, aquarium full of electric eels is glitching out. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so uh, Mark meets the town perv now. Uh, well, Mark turns around after trying to call <laughs> yes. and he drives back to Alberg. He's like, what am I doing? Why am I leaving Lucy to get killed by her grandma? I got to yep. go back there and save her. <laughs> so yeah, he does meet the town pervert. This kid's great. And so we, we see all of the appliances going nuts in the kitchen. Yes. And, and then he turns around and there's this, this kid who's like, ah, you're, you're trying to see boobs. I can, <laughs> I can get you into any, anything. I've in seen every girl in this town naked. <laughs> the one that lives here has great big giant. <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? What do you want? He's like, I can, you want to look in? I can show you where to look in. He's like, okay, yes, I do need to look into this. <laughs> so he takes him around to the kitchen. They go look through the window. The kid shows him the secret 
window that anybody could find. <laughs> that one that's strobing. <laughs> the one that you could see all of the house appliances, again, for no goddamn reason, yes. coming alive. The toaster's dancing. There's this portable sink thing opening and closing. There's a washing machine in the kitchen shaking and, and spouting out foam. Amy Dillon's is tied to the it table. And Someone the, said the magic word in there, and I think it was just Pee Wee's Playhouse oh, yeah. all over the place. Ah! The magic word of the day is senseless. Ah! And, and so the grandma's fixing to cut Amy's neck into a serving tray. Right. I think I think I think grandma is being smart about this, where she's like, I can bleed her a little bit at a time. And make up banana bread. Exactly. Like she's going to bake a some. A blood banana bread. Exactly. A virgin blood banana bread. And so. I'm going to make virgin pina coladas with my fruit hat. <laughs> yeah. So uh, our hero chases off our, the little perv. Like, get out of here. And then he takes a running start and jumps through the window. I love this so much. Don't go, don't go kick the door down and get in the house. Throw yourself through a window. It's good. He he does a he does a fucking Chuck Norris level tuck roll, gets through that window, and he's up on his fle- on his feet, ready to stake grandma. Tackles granny like a football player onto the table and pretty much stakes her with no hesitation. Yeah, just barely barely thinks about it. Stakes her once and he has one of those rubber mallets. Yeah. And so he's using his rubber mallet to stake her, but he's hitting it and it goes right through the table. So <laughs> Clearly done and done. She's now stuck to the table, even if it missed her heart. So, mm-hmm. good job. But the toast got on fire. The toast was on fire. From the dancing toaster <laughs> for some reason. Uh, yep. So, so again, Lucy and Mark in the car driving off yet again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the town perv runs out in front of their car and he's stops somehow, He's made some tracks. He has. He's made a suspicious number of tracks that I think that any person in this situation would go, huh, town full of vampires, somebody who's uh, who's suspiciously everywhere that I need to be. Um, I'm not going to trust you. <laughs> but instead, they opt to trust him. And he tells up about how he saw them taking the lady cop away that we saw get clocked in the face of the two by four earlier to some roadhouse kind of like. And she was nice. Bar. And despite. Yep. They're like, she left you with the vampire. It's like, she didn't know that. She was nice to me. Let's go save She was nice to me. Car. We should save her. And so the kid jumps in the car, and they drive to the bingo hall, I think. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Where there is a leech buffet. <laughs> because it's on. they actually took the time to put that on the sign outside. It says leech buffet. They did? I didn't notice so, that. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Guess <laughs> so, I gotta watch this cool thing again. Got a bunch of vampires playing bingo. Bingo! And then, as they're looking in the window, turns out this little perv, evil. Yep. Never guessed. Um, and so... How how did this vampire outbreak start? Did Zakir come out? And we never see the beginning of this. No, we really don't. Because this vamp outbreak happened. The priest, Scott, Karen Black, and Cindy. Yep. Uh, they just killed the other grandma who was at the house, who was still at the house, like... There's a lot of stuff that's happening off screen that we didn't see. That's all I can imagine. Um, so we cut back to Karen Black barfing out the tablecloth where she's yep. like she surrounds herself with a cocoon and then fills it up with tapioca. 
and then Pudding. yes and so we we have that that little scene just to establish that she's back asleep again mm-hmm. um so cindy has left cindy walks out because frank lets himself get bitten by her first yes and then cindy walks out that's right because <clears throat> he's a fucking idiot <laughs> Uh, and so I thought that was a dream sequence at first. Yeah. When he was like opening the door and coming in and, and kissing her, I was like, he's going to wake up on the couch downstairs and be like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, no, no, was not. So, uh, so we get this, this little kid who is the worst actor in the film. I like him. He's, he's great. He's fun, but he is a very bad actor. Who are you? I'm a familiar, a person that can go around across round mortals and not raise suspicions. And honestly, I guess actually there is a little bit to be said for how, how wooden his lines were. Like having to say those lines that are, yeah. I am a familiar. I am this. This is what like, it's like he's reading a report. <laughs> so, so they gave him too many lines, but it's fine. Uh, the cop is there in the bingo hall. Head vampire arrives for the first time. We see him. We see the head vampire out of the lake. Yep, and, and he's very charismatic. You can he, tell why he's the leader. He looks at stuff. <laughs> and he, he looks. Goes, he looks mm-hmm. sideways, mm-hmm. and he he makes little tasty face at the camera. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> very intimidating. I would follow that guy. <laughs> follow him to the death. So uh, the the cop has these uh, fucking phenomenal lines here. Mm-hmm. She's just like doing amazing stuff. Um, and then she gets dead. Yeah, unfortunately. She, unfortunately, I, she I gets dead. I wish she dead. could survive and, and fight I, vamps with them. Yeah. Um, there was <laughs> our bad acting kid gets it really nicely. Here, oh, yeah. So. so in the in the chaos after she dies, they they burn one vamp with a crucifix and book it out the door. And that kid's like, Master, we've lost the prize. And Zakir's all like, because <laughs> he's so bold and cool. And like you said, he moves like the elf from Elf. Yeah, he doesn't make like, any face. He just opens his mouth. Like, it's, like, it's like he's got a back brace on the yeah. whole time. He's just like, he moves his whole upper, his whole upper torso moves as one piece. He may as well be the elf from Elf. <laughs> He's that emotive. Yeah, he is. He is not doing much. Uh, so they run, and so they go chase him. And I love this scene so much. So they're running, and they see that the pervert kid's following behind him. So Paul takes a stake out of his pocket, stands with his back to the kid, and then turns around real fast. And the kid's like, "Oh shit!" But he can't stop. And this ten-year-old kid just gets impaled. And he's not a vampire. And he and his line is something like. Dickhead, I told you I wasn't a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and then coughs up some blood and dies. <laughs> now I can't show you where the boobies are. <laughs> uh, and that was his life's work. Yeah. It's very sad. So He leaves behind his collection of Tata's magazines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and so now Lucy's out in an alleyway and she comes across two vampires doing some One. sort of... Oh, one vampire doing it with themselves in a cocoon. Apparently. I don't know what this is. It looked like two vampires fucking in a cocoon. I thought it was just one. I watched it a couple times and I thought it was just one kind of writhing in a a cocoon. Either way, she is into it. She just sits there and stares at it. And she can't look away from... Maybe there's two? I don't know. I thought it was just one girl vampire making girly moany sounds in a... Who knows? Vamp cocoon. Something. Um... It looked like it looks like a cabaret performance of some yeah, sort. Yeah, it was really bizarre. Yep. Um, and so 
while she's totally distracted by this, the head vampire comes up from behind her and he's kind of like slowly, he's <laughs> again, again with his amazing emotive face. He's like kind of happy, yeah. <laughs> like licking his teeth. Um, he's got something caught in his teeth. And, and Japanese floss. But, oh, that was what you were after this whole time. <laughs> but then the crossmobile shows up driven by Maddie. Yep. And Maddie the drunk, Garrett Morris yep. from the beginning there. Speaking of people whose lines I understood about a third of, <laughs> Garrett Morris's lines were rough for me. Really? Yeah, how real rough. I could understand all of them. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I should have watched it on your VHS instead of watching it on YouTube. <laughs> Um, so this, one of the biggest disappointments of this movie for me, outside of the fan not decapitating the old lady, (laughs) and if she'd been wearing the fruit hat at the time, oh oh my God, that And then we just had this dramatic slow motion of all the fruit flying and hitting the the floor and Hits the ground like the, like the Batman death, like, like the pearls in the alley. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) But it's all just plastic fruit. (laughs) Ah, so sad that didn't happen. Um, no, the, the second most disappointing thing is that they have this, this cross car and it never does anything when, so later they're going to weld the cross onto the, it does a big ass thing in the end, does one thing, but he (laughs) literally spends 15 minutes of this movie driving around intimidating people with it. Yeah. He's like hurting them. But what I wanted was them stacked up like a shish kebab on the front of this car. I wonder if that was a budget That had to constraint. be a budget issue. Because there's no way a writer a, would write a cross fan like this and not think, I'm going to have this cut in vampires. Like, or not impaling, because that would maybe lessen the impact r- of the cutting end. Cutting them in half. But like, the two edges of the crosses just constantly yeah. cutting vamps in half. So we just had legs and half vamps everywhere. Ugh. That would be so good. And he mounted, mounted two ceiling fans <laughs> on each end of the cross, too, for extra cutting power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean... The drunk sure became a good welder all of a sudden. He did. Yeah, so so they they escape in the van. They get into into Maddie's van and then they drive off to this barn. It's a, it's, a, it's an old lum, it's an old lumber mill. Lumber mill. Sure. So they're <laughs> so they're in a lumber mill and they park the van inside and Maddie feels the need to blah 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 about how he how he found them because I don't know, they don't trust him or something. Um, and then he goes into massive exposition explaining who the vampire is. Mm-hmm. We get this big long story about he a European came from priest Romania back in 1935. Yep, who he was molesting children. He like he came to the came to the United States was a priest here. He was like doing things with the kids, and the parents wanted to Elm Street him. Uh, and then he got ins- Elm Streeted. He Elm Streeted himself, but by water. He killed him. No, he did not kill himself. He killed himself and the kids before they could kill him. I believe. I thought, I thought he trained all the kids downstairs and they flooded the church with him in it, I thought he said. No, no, no. Uh, they were all dead when he flooded the church. Oh. Yeah, he, they sent him down. His job was to flood the church. Yeah, Maddie flooded the church. Yes, but they were already dead at the time. I think. That's some overkill. Yes, <laughs> they just didn't want to see it anymore. <laughs> they didn't want to. They didn't want to have to look at it anymore. So, they so just cover it with cover it with water? fresh water. Just tap into the only <laughs> spring and throw some corpses. <laughs> into it. Yeah, that you know, like the Middle Ages. Okay, throw a corpse into your well to keep away the plague. 
<laughs> you know the saying. <laughs> so, uh, yep. Then we get a vampire attack. Something for, something lands on the roof. For which, this whole scene just is stupid and could have been ignored. It's also what? confusing because something lands on the roof and they're like, "Oh shit, what is it? Where is it?" And then it comes out of the cellar. Well, it, that's because it's a lawyer, and even in death, lawyers are slippery. Oh, that's, that's the right. explanation. That's there. what he said. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. It's as long as it <laughs> functions in joke form, it makes uh, sense. They mentioned in this movie. that that vamp is running really fast on the roof. Yes. And he's like the big, big vamp. Yeah. Like, I don't think that dude's got a lot of speed in him. Grandma had that kind of speed. Mm, true. Magic vampire speed. Oh yeah. Um, and so he jumps out of the out of the floor. Garrett grabs him by the arms. They quick kill him. Pretty much. Him. Yeah. Holds holds say him the back. Whole, say the, I think it's a, I think it's all Stab. just for a lawyer joke. Yeah. The whole point. Was lawyer just for jokes a lawyer were joke. big in the nineties. They were. It's so strange, mm. right? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Mimes. Movies used to have mimes. You never see mimes anymore. That's yeah. That's weird too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you don't see mimes. Period anymore. Yeah, but you. I never did it even in the 80s or 90s, except in movies all the damn time. That's true. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Bring back the minds. <clears throat> yeah, we need more. Okay. We learned that they can smell Lucy because she's been a good girl. She's a virgin, AKA, okay? She's a virgin, okay? Uh, our Deloise hands over the crucifix. Uh, and then we cut back to Frank's place. Cindy's got the steak. And she's like... Fuck it. I'm just going to kill Karen Black. And she does. And she does. And we don't even get a Karen Black death scene that we see. She she's moans and screams, but she's in her pudding cocoon. Yeah. And we can't see anything. So that was kind of a bummer. Like, I wish the cocoon <sighs> split on her face. You know what I mean? And she rose up and she was like, ah, yeah, quit doing I that. I raised you. Why'd you do this? Anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not just moan for uh, the pudding. So much disrespect. And also, she's so, you can hear her so well, considering she's drowned oh, in yeah. pudding. Yeah. Her lungs aren't even in her body. Scientists can't figure out how sound (laughs) travels through pudding uninterrupted. That's just a mystery of the universe. It's true. It's a good point. Fun fact. Yeah. You can learn a lot with this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So now that now that Lucy has uh, now that Cindy has has killed her her mom, she's out and about and finds Lucy somehow. Yeah. Well, also. They were supposed to take shifts. Can I just point out how shitty Maddie and Paul are here? You uh, come on. He's drunk as hell. Yeah. And then then Paul also drank with him. And then they both fell asleep when they were supposed to be looking out for vamps and protecting Lucy. You're talking about somebody trusting a watch shift to a rugged street level alcoholic. I don't think that's a good idea. But they were both staying up. Because Paul is mad that Maddie let him fall asleep. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, you let me fall asleep. Yes. You have been chugging wine since <laughs> four in the afternoon. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we get this really cool scene, though, where Cindy pops up in the window. And they have a heart to heart. Yeah, and it's really good. It is. And Cindy talks to her about how, like, my life is just so bland now. I just sleep in a tub and wake up and eat leeches. I can't <laughs> even smoke cigarettes. And it's it's basically... This this whole movie, the synopsis of this whole film is right here, which is basically never, you know, get the fuck out of your hometown because mm-hmm. it's going to kill you. And that's like the whole thing has been from beginning to end, like a big metaphor for people stagnating in their lives, essentially. 
<clears throat> it's like don't peak in high Damn. school the movie you always you always read into these <laughs> it is though i mean she literally has that little synopsis yeah. right there huh. where she's like everything's just bland now it's just all the same and everything happens and you know here in alberg <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh these ducktails <laughs> i don't know what to do about them um yeah and so she she comes up with the idea that they're just going to kamikaze this because neither of their lives are worth shit. So they're like, we don't, I don't want to eat leeches for the rest of my life. And yeah, but why'd she drag Lucy along with her? She was still alive and could get out of Alberg, go to college in steel town or wherever the <laughs> hell that was 50 miles south. <laughs> Whatever it is. One of those towns. But she's like, let's go battle this vampire together by, and we'll both die together. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Basically is what she says. And she's like, Lucy's pretty much like, yeah, fuck it. Sounds good. Yeah, why not? At this point, I don't care. I mean, it's because they're sisters, because they're best friends. <laughs> so <clears throat> they're headed to the church to just basically and, throw and their lives away with no fucking plan. And free the children. Their plan is to, if they free the dead children that he's got yes. chained under the corpse water... He won't have any children to feed on, and that vampire mm. will be dead. The vampire that's out of the corpse water and feeding on yes, not dead children now, apparently. Right. So I don't see how this plan makes any sense, but it's, we're going to do it. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. Yep. Uh, so they, they drive to the church. Uh, well, okay. They go to, they walk to the church, which is. They, they, they get to the church. Somehow. Don't know how. Uh, either way. It was a pretty long drive up to that lumber. It really was. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe now that she's a vampire, uh, Cindy can fly. Oh, that vamp speed. Yeah, true. She, she, just, she put um, Lucy on her back and like ran, ran uh, yeah. Twilight style. <laughs> oh, God. They ran fast in that, right? Yes. Across <laughs> I the, saw the preview. <laughs> <laughs> they can run through trees like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, what they did to the church. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's the plan. Deleted scene. Yeah. It's on the Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh, Garrett Morris and uh, and what's his fuck wake up? They're like, oh crap, we fell asleep. We fell asleep. Uh, they've they've welded the cross onto the front of the truck at this point. I mean, that's what you do when you first wake up, realize that you've yeah. lost the girl you're supposed to protect. You're Everybody, like, hang out for a while. We need to weld this <laughs> this cross onto the front of the truck. That must have taken like an hour or two, at least. <laughs> Probably an hour just to get the thing off the yeah. roof. I mean. It, it looks like it was made of wood, but they're implying it's made of steel. Well, it's definitely on a metal base. Right. The... So if that whole thing is steel, that's a heavy fucking thing. Even if it's aluminum, that's a lot of shit. And, and Matty seemed like he did it himself, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's got drunk strength. He does. He does have drunk Vampire strength. Vampire speed and drunk strength. <laughs> Vampire speed can never win out over drunk strength. <laughs> Vampire speed helps you weld shit that you need drunk strength to hold up. Ah, fair. Uh, so even though he's not a vampire, <laughs> the girls are swimming to free the children. Now they've like, they've decided to just fucking wade into the corpse water again, swim underwater, swim underwater and, and free the children. How are there dead children floating underneath the town that is known to this day? They're vampires. I mean, they're alive. The children are alive. They're, they're are they, well, well, they're undead. They are. They are, are also, they, <laughs> I mean, if they've been there since however long and then come back to life, I'm going to say they're vampires. I couldn't tell if they were. <laughs> okay. We'll get to that at the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
so um Zakir shows up <laughs> and pretty much just fucking like and it's like oh crap Cindy tries to attack Zakir yeah he breaks her neck yeah that does not go well and then starts chasing Lucy and I love this shot so much because they're in the water Lucy's trying to swim away and then we just see Zakir's <laughs> head like floating as if he's just like, like Jaws like, yeah like, <laughs> So the top motionless. of his head is a little submarine. Exactly. Just floating on the top of the water. All we see is his head. It's a good shot. It's so great. Um, and then we also cut to uh, to Garrett Morris just driving around like a psycho, chasing the vampires, never hitting a single one of them. Wishing we did. Wishing that he would hit a vampire, but he just kind of drives around scaring them. He's like hurting them. like, like So somehow. Paul gets to the church. Yep. Somehow. And... Uh, <laughs> And sees Zakir attacking Lucy and says something very bold. He's like, let her go, you <laughs> undead. You fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> so weak. This is of all of the of all of the, the missed confusing bits in this movie. This might be my favorite. <laughs> so, so Mike has a gigantic two by four. Oh, yeah. uh, two by four. It's basically it's like a be- it's like an eye, a post beam from a farm. Is, exactly, like, it's, it's huge, huge. And so he has crazy person strength, and he just starts <laughs> beating the head he got vampire. Got some of the drunk strength from when he was drinking with Maddie. He shared his um. Yes, his sterno. His viper. And so he's beating him on the head. He's beating the head vampire. And the head vampire doesn't even try to deflect the blows. He's just like just, laughs. Just to laugh at him. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, and then it's like, oh, no, smash. And then the thing breaks into a big, sharp splinter. And it's like, oh, man. Well, that's useless. So he drops it. <laughs> you just <laughs> like, had, like, the mother of all stakes. That's the thing that kills vampires. <laughs> it's literally, you literally have the thing you needed it's like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but, then, um, but then he's holding Lucy this whole time, and then she does something cool. She takes her crucifix necklace that I guess she got back? Yes, it was... Uh, oh, did they find it in He this? handed it to her oh, when she went right. to sleep. Okay. And, he, and she sticks it in Zakir's mouth, and Zakir lets her go. And he's like, oh, oh. And, Ooh, uh, spicy. Mm. It was a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would require some acting and yes. some, some emoting. Which so he, he just pulls a cross out of his mouth. But yeah. like, I like it how it must be hard to like, something's burning your mouth, but then you have to like pull it out, but it's also going to burn your hand. So you're just like, oh, Meanwhile, Maddie's outside driving the van. He gets attacked by the bingo doctor who hams it up so great. He busts through the van door. He's like, "Ah, it's bingo time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on. You guys remember me? I'm the bingo guy. I'm the bingo doctor. He's the town doctor who was running the bingo balls. He says bingo twice. Yeah. But you got to know. And and I feel like Garrett Morris didn't give him enough reaction. He was like, no, bingo. Me. Garrett (laughs) Morris is like. That's a joke. Garrett Morris is like, I wasn't in that scene. I didn't know that you were there. And he's like, no, bing, bingo, I'm the bingo That's guy. That's so true. Like, dude, there. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm getting sorry, this I'm reference. Sorry. Only Paul and Lucy were there and, and, and Lady Cop, and she did. <laughs> okay. You've got a, like a doctor thing on. You could say the doctor is in. Yeah. You could say, uh, you know. <laughs> Time for a house the, call. Exactly. Something. In your van. <laughs> bingo. Because you live here. Because you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
That's just mean. Yeah. All right. So he does the that. nerve of you. <laughs> In attacking Maddie, Maddie crashes the van, flips on its side, it blows up a car, slides up the church steps, busts through the door, and impales Zakir with the giant cross on the van. There you go. You got your zombie impalement. You happy I now? Would, I would say uh, at a difficulty level of 42,000. <laughs> you know what it is? It's when you're playing Grand Theft Auto. And you fuck up, but then all of a sudden your car flies through the air, does something cool, it lands, and you look over your front and you're like, did you just see that? <laughs> that's what that's what Maddie did with the van. Yeah, uh, it, perfect. I mean, it was it worked. Insane stunt bonus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then we get the weirdest uh, like cartoon cross that overlays over Zakir when he dies. Very strange. Yeah, that must have been like costly <laughs> to do that. <laughs> And pointless. Yeah. So we just see this giant cartoon cross like appear on the screen. And then Zakir melts. Like you see a skeleton and it's all yeah. put puddings dripping all off. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I want pudding so bad right now. Yeah, you know, this movie really makes me want pudding. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing that another thing that I was surprised by is that all this shit was like water based. They had a priest. Everything's water based. I was expecting that it was just going to be, we need to get the priest to the water so he can bless it. Bless the whole pool of corpse water. And then water. it becomes holy water, and then they just melt. That never happened. And it never happened. It surprised the hell out of me. But I'm fine with that not happening. No, I, I'm I mean, sick of like, that's oh, holy every, water is so tried and Absolutely. And it is tired. constant. So I was glad that they didn't do it, but mm -hmm. it's also... It was also still like a loaded gun sitting on the table. It was like... It was a giant red herring It's pool. a real like, uh, <laughs> guys, you have this as well. With vampires and all this shit, you have to set up so much stuff. Yeah. You have to decide on your rules and they all have to be so specific to your thing. Especially when you're like, by the way, our vampires, their lungs are on the outside for some reason. <laughs> You know, in that case, you've got to you got to explain that uh, there's why? some other stuff. That's yeah, different. yeah. You probably should also explain fucking why. But, you know, that's a whole so other then, story. So then after Maddie crashes the van and everything, he pops out of the van. The van's upside down. And he goes, my drinking days have just stopped abruptly. <laughs> yep. And he stops drinking. Yeah. And then Paul and it was the crucifix. Jesus. Ah, the cartoon cross. Yep. And then Paul and Cindy see Paul and Lucy see the. um. Uh, the kids he drove up 12 steps. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> Damn, you do read into these things. <laughs> oh, God. That's just reaching, but that is really reaching. <laughs> that is a huge reach. That'd be crazy if we went back and counted. There actually was 12, Fuck, steps. 12 steps. <laughs> and the director's like, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I meant that to do was that. exactly my plan. <laughs> I meant to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we see the kids that were freed. Uh, they're all walking out the door of the church, like, solemnly, but we're hearing all this, like, giggling laughter from the children, and it's like, they're happy about it. They're like, look, the children, they're free, but it's like, yeah, there's, like, 12 undead vamp children now walking the streets. No, they're fine, because <laughs> Or are they dead. ghosts? No, they're they're better now. Are they just going to pick up their lives that ended in 1935, and yep. they've been floating underwater for 45 years, and now they're like, ah, oh, we're good now. Well, that they also resolve that because by showing the fucking doctor, by bingo doctor showing up and going, what happened? I'm not in my operating room. 
Yeah. Nurse, get me, me a cigarette, cigarette stat. <laughs> and I love that. Well, by saying that, it means that they don't remember anything of their vampire lives. Ah. So the kids are basically starting from scratch. They're just waking up and they're like in the future. They're still totally orphaned. Yeah. 50 but, uh, years from their death. True. There's going to be an adjustment period for them. Uh, yeah. Not going to be a serious adjustment, <laughs> though. It's fine. Those kids are going to be all right. They live in Alberg. Oh, yeah. It used to be such a nice, quiet place. <laughs> so then this movie... A great place to raise your kids up. <laughs> so then Another this movie... Another Zappa does, reference. ...does this really weird um, ending. Yes. It's almost like a kid's movie ending. <laughs> Everything's back to normal. Everybody's fine now, the, except for the ones that had their necks broken. The, the doctor walks up, and he's just like... Mm. I've been feeling kind of weird, and I've been pulling splinters out of everybody's chest all day. And uh, and then Garrett Moore shows back up. Maddie shows up, and he's dressed to the nines in like this this nice suit. He's all clean shaven, and he's like goes to the mayor, and he's like, "We got to bring more life into this town." And he's like, all of a sudden, this enterprising yep. uh, businessman. So we see like everybody. Everyone's had a happy ending. Everybody has a happy ending. They're back on their feet and oh, well dressed, and and then we see Paul and Lucy. And they look like they just came out of a war zone. There's a temporal difference between their story and the rest of this town. Yes, yes. The rest of this town has moved on for about three months at least. Yeah. And they are just walking out of the building. It's insanity. They're like, for them, 15 minutes has passed. For the rest of the town, three it's months. been like three months. Yeah. Because everyone's like, Garrett Morris is in a suit. He's like, everybody's like, da, 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 and they're like covered in blood and they're still covered in soot. And <laughs> I don't get it. But yeah, it's very confusing. And also now I'm starting to realize when he said that thing about the splinters, does that mean that everyone who was staked came back from the dead? I want to say yes. It must, and, but that it, must be what it but means. But it also means, as we're saying, like, it seems like three months would have passed. <clears throat> yeah. Like, but. He's saying he's been pulling out splinters out of people's chest all day. Like, he's fixing steak wounds from the night before. He's got blood all over him. Like, he's been in the, the operating room all day helping people, apparently. Yet, Maddie quit drinking four hours ago when he's already <laughs> clean cut and in a suit. And now he's a sober businessman. He was basically covered in blood at the beginning, too. Like, the beginning of his story arc, when the, the doctor? doctor shows yeah. up, his whole thing was he was arguing with a lawyer in the in the middle of the town square, going, well, it was because of this crazy thing. The the, the Jesus bus the came Jesus through and bus was yelling. scared her. And, and so I, I accidentally nicked an artery, and it exploded everywhere. <laughs> you should have seen it. It was gross. <laughs> or something like that. Yep. Yeah. That was what that was about. So... Lucy and Paul hold hands and walk up the streets of Alberg. Yeah, and we Roll get a crit. we get a crane shot. Yeah, how the hell did they afford a crane shot? <laughs> but we got one. Like, uh, Zakir worked um, at night at haunts. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> they had a crane there. No, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, that's how they raised the money for it. Like, oh, once they made him up for the movie, and then once he was done, he went to the haunted house and <laughs> he made he made six bucks an hour working at a haunted yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. He's doing that. Just lots, lots of lip and tongue action on that guy. Um, so that is Children of the Night. One of my favorites. Yeah, it is. It is now one of my favorites as well. It is I'm cockamamie yeah. baloney pants. <laughs> hmm, you know, it. I would agree. Yes. It is cockamamie baloney pants. 
Um, <laughs> it makes no sense, and I love it the same for it. It's just, it is nothing but just fun vampire schlock. Yeah, it is, it is, uh, it's just a great direct-to-video experience. It's one of those, one of those movies that only existed in this very short time period. This was that time when you could make a high-low budget movie mm-hmm. on video to go direct-to-video, and you could make enough money to, to make your money back. And it, it's awesome. It makes me happy to see these. Yeah, and don't you don't see them anymore. No. And don't get turned off by the cover art either because it sucks. Oh, it does. The cover of this movie is terrible. Like it, 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 there's so many fun scenes in this movie that you could have had. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, anything. Yeah. I think I bet if somebody did a Blu-ray re-release of this and just fixed that cover art, I bet mm-hmm. I bet it would sell very It'd well. It'd be awesome if you could get like a, a Spookies like painting cover. Yeah. You know, with the grandma on the fruit hat with the vamp fangs and Garrett Morris driving the cross van looking crazy. You know who could and, do and a and really good job of that? And the little kid reading the tatas. Uh, Scarecrow Oven would do a fucking killer Ooh. poster for this that, you know, if you're, if, you know, Arrow or anybody wants to do it. Yeah. Scarecrow Oven's your man. Get Scarecrow. I mean, he's busy as fuck right now. Yeah, he's, he's super nice. Everybody, but uh, but yeah, holy shit, so good. <laughs> that would be so. awesome. That would be so good. Um, awesome. Yeah, that was the movie. Uh, and you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics. And I am Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. And you can go to CoastCityComics.com and purchase items that are related to shitty horror movies and comic books. Yeah, it's and, a fun place to go. And skateboarding stuff. We have skateboarding decks and hardware. Do you have any comics about skateboarders? Um, we have comics about <laughs> skateboarders. <laughs> and I'm working on another one right now. We have, I just got my, my first the first five pages back for the new comic and they're fucking gorgeous. So I'm very excited. Uh, so yes, rad Wraith. And there are also, um, fun box monster podcast t-shirts coming. There are. Yes. Uh, I have to work on that. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I have the artwork. I will make those. Yes. And they're going to be amazing. They're by Brandon Kawashima and I need to get on that. Um, awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yes, you will. Where we watch. You'll find out. Oh, yeah. Mises! <laughs>